I'm Jasmine. I'm Alyssa. I'm Rhiannon. And this is Books Between Sisters. to do our um theme song and it came out as a laugh track so <laughs> that is just how we're gonna introduce this episode <laughs> Kuna Matata. oh boy well how are you guys doing good okay i was waiting for me to start <laughs> i need to end the cycle of me being like good every time um yeah i'm doing good i I have nothing more to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> we're a little tired tonight. Oh my god! Feel like we're off our game. Up. <laughs> we decided to match. We oh, have yeah. a matching have matching bandana. What are they called? There you go, bandanas. Bandana ties on your hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I tied mine in a little bow, and re in the back. Man, I feel left out. Jeez, I didn't get the memo. Jazz was on a Disney theme tonight. Yeah, I always am on a Disney game. <laughs> like, whenever it's possible. Hakuna Matata. Yep. Means no worries. <laughs> I wish that that was really what I thought every single day. But, you know, let's, yeah, let's just pretend. Pretend, you know, wear the shirt and pretend I'm carefree and <laughs> we're good. It's all it takes, a good shirt with the Hakuna Matata. Yep, yep. Well, you guys haven't been up to anything interesting lately i have not to know i have a pretty boring life (laughs) i go to work and then i go home well work can be exciting has anything interesting happened at work no (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying here i just it's i go to work and then i come home and i sometimes watch tv sometimes play video games sometimes watch anime what video game are you playing right now Kingdom Hearts. Oh, you, uh, Speaking which of one? Disney. Yeah. I just finished the third one. And I think about six or so months ago, I had started the first one. And I finished that before I finished the third one. And I'm on the second one. Wait a second. So you were playing them concurrently? Well, <laughs> do you know what that word No, I don't. <laughs> I could tell by the big pause. <laughs> Rhiannon's like, this is not a book, um, so I should not have to be looking up words She said, right now. if I sit here long enough, maybe it'll register. <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, you didn't mean chronologically, so what, the, what is this other word? <laughs> Concurrently, like happening at the same time. <laughs> no. Um, I So I played the first one. Well, okay. I played the third one first and then I stopped because I got really bored of it. Like the third one for some reason just wasn't up to my expectations. I love Rude. The third one. I love the third one too. 
It, I liked the ending, but for some reason, it's just, I don't know if it was the gameplay, if it, I feel like it changed. Or... It did feel a lot easier than the other ones. Yeah. Like, I got through it really quickly. It didn't just, it just didn't seem, I don't know, as well made as the other ones. I mean, like, the graphics were well made, and... I was, like, I went through, like, I don't know what the right word is for this, but, like, culture shock. <laughs> <Almost>. <laughs> I guess that's not the right. It's not culture shock. <laughs> I just went through like I had to acclimate to the new one because I took all three of them. And so I played the first one, which yeah. I think that came out early 2000s and so the graphics were you know not very developed they were trash yeah and then you go <laughs> to the second one which you know it's it's an improvement but it's not yeah. like crazy you know it's you can tell that things are are clearer and yeah. more um detailed and things like that but then you jump to the third one and the third mm -hmm. one came out many years after the second one and so which we're to beefing about one, I'm still beefing about it took way too long to get the third one. <laughs> but you go to that third one and it's like way more diff like just very advanced yeah. in its uh, te uh, the technology or the development of it. And it's such a big jump from the second to the third one that I was like, whoa, but that's the thing. It's like I it's not the graphics. The graphics were amazing. It's not even the plot because I think they did really well with advancing the story. It's just the gameplay that I didn't enjoy at all. I didn't like the movies they the picked very much. much. Yeah, the way that they they just, I don't know. It was just something about it that I'm like, it's just not the same. Interesting. Well, if you had a culture shock, Jazz, with the third one, you're going to have even more so with the fourth one. Have you seen have, the... Um, they have a fourth preview? one coming out? They yeah. do. They haven't set a date for it, but they do have a preview. Is that what you would call yeah. it for a video game? Um, on YouTube. And Ooh. it's like insane. Ooh. Like it looks... They look so real. It's crazy. Oh, I'm going to have to look that like up. A, it looks like you're... Actually, I can't say that because you haven't played any of the Final Fantasy games, but I was like, it looks like a really advanced Final Fantasy game. <laughs> yeah, they don't all. I, I mean, it's from the same, like, makers, isn't it? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, well. Maybe. I, I guess I haven't really looked into it. I know that they had Final Fantasy in the first Kingdom Hearts. In the I'm pretty sure they have them in all three of second. them. That I didn't characters. have any in the third one. I mean, not that I remember. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not super familiar with fa Final Fantasy, so I'm not sure what all their characters are. Because I know there's a ton of them, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, so they might have some in, sprinkled in the third one. I don't yeah, know for sure. I might have just missed it. Interesting. Yeah. I'm with Jazz. I love the third one. I love the storyline. I thought it looked really real. Um, the only thing is I just felt like it was too easy, but I think I played it on normal. So maybe I'll have to go and play it on hard. Yeah. Nice. Well, this is not a video game podcast, so <laughs> we should probably stop talking about it. <laughs> Sorry to all our listeners that are like, oh, my gosh, like, what am I tuning into to <laughs> today? <laughs> um, are you guys up to reading any books outside of what we're working on on our podcast? I am slowly, very slowly getting through all the light you cannot see. Oh, okay. Yeah. Our dad has recommended that to us multiple times. More than Shout recommended. 
he practically shoved the book in our face. <laughs> but it is, it is, I am actually enjoying it. It's just taking me a while to read it because I feel like it's not the kind of book that you just, you just like go through really quickly. You have to like sit down and really pay attention because there's a lot of characters, a lot of details. And if you, if you just go quickly, you're going to like be so confused. Yeah. There's a lot going on, but I'm about halfway through that one. I've been reading it for like a month now. Oh my goodness. So I'll get, I'll get through it eventually, but yeah, that's what I've been reading. How about you guys? I have been not reading technically. I've been doing audiobook because it's funny. I had noticed on my bank transactions that Audible kept charging me each month. And oh. I was like, I don't have Audible. I tried to log into my account, my, you know, using my email. And it's like, you are not a member. And I was like, yeah, I know, but you're charging me. <laughs> so um, yeah. we also use Devin, my husband's parents, Amazon um, for like Prime and things like that. And so our card is on the Amazon, their Amazon account, like our debit card. And so I finally figured out that it was uh, through their email, Audible. Um, and I was like, well, weird. I don't remember signing up for Audible. And so finally we discovered that Devin's sister had accidentally used our debit card. Oh, accidentally. <laughs> yep, Sandia, if you're listening, I'm sure it was an accident. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I'm yeah. accidentally getting free books. <laughs> No, she's like, the funny thing is she used it maybe one time and then That's never used it funny. again and thought that because that because uh, their accounts were not being charged that she's like, oh, it must have just like expired or whatever, Dang. but it, it had been charging us. So um, there was like seven credit unused credits oh, on there. Nice. Um, and so I was like, well, I might as well use the credits because if you cancel and there's outstanding credits, you lose those credits. Mm -hmm. But if you buy books with it, you get the books forever. So I was like, okay, well, what books would I want to do on audiobooks? I don't normally listen to audiobooks. It's hard for me to pay attention um, because usually you're multitasking. You're not just sitting there like listening. So, yeah. but um, I've started trying to listen while I'm in the car. So I've been listening to remarkably bright creatures and that's by sarah van pelt and you guys need to read it it is such a good book um and i don't know if it helps the voice you know the voices that you hear in the audiobook but it does it, help <laughs> yeah but it is set in the pacific northwest it's actually set in washington oh wow um and it's um talks from different point of views but one of the main character views is the pacific northwest octopus named marcellus <laughs> and it is so good it's such a cute book and um yeah i don't know i highly recommend it <laughs> is that a young adult book or is it an adult book no it's it's like an uh, adult book okay. um so yeah and it um uh, also follows well i don't want to give it away but it, it follows a couple different points of views but the mm. octopus is definitely the the one you're coming to see. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I don't understand what that means. But well, okay. I mean, it's just so interesting to hear from an octopus's uh, octopi. Octopies. No, octopi is multiple, right? No idea. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's so interesting to hear from his point of view. Like, it's just like you're hearing. I don't know. <laughs> it's just funny. That's anyway. cool. 
talks about like it's 2000 some odd days in captivity and (laughs) (laughs) that sounds really cute yeah what about you re uh before we even started doing the podcast i was reading oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) oh and i never got back around to it but it's the caraval series um i'm on the second book of that series it's pretty good um it's Oh, I don't even know what I would relate it to, but it's very like whimsical and fun. Oh. I feel like it's it's like a mystery kind of book. And it's Caraval? Yeah, Car Caraval. Caraval. Yeah. Interesting. It's very, yeah, like magical and just it follows this girl who uh loses her sister in this game and she's trying to find her sister throughout the game. And I think it's it's a really it's a very well done book, but it leaves you on a cliffhanger with obviously because there's two other books that you have to read so i'm eventually gonna get back to the second book well, i feel the, like the third book i feel like every book you read uh, is left on a cliffhanger at some point <laughs> <laughs> because you <laughs> it takes so long to read it <laughs> i did. I'm, i focus on the books that we try to read i know i know it's hard speaking but. of which uh next week or not next week it'd be in two weeks we have another book, Girl on the Train. Yes. Which is Rhiannon's pick. Yep. Have you read this one? No. I've read the first chapter of it and that's about it. Okay. So you just saw it and you're just like, this sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited as well. And was this the one, do you remember, was this the one that had a movie or a TV series? Or yes, oh, Okay. Yes. So, yeah, that's exciting. Have you Have you seen the movie? Nope. I'm going to wait till after I read the book. I know you don't agree with that, but (laughs) I've done that with with different books. So I'm like, I don't mind it. Okay. I just critique the movie and like, no, you did it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, awesome. Well, this is a special episode because we do have a uh, guest author on our podcast, uh, Julie Hoag. So um, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with Julie. Hello, uh, we are back for another week, and this is a special episode. We have Julie Hoag uh, joining us today. Hi, Julie. Hi. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yes. We're so excited. It's always fun to get an author on the podcast because we get to like ask all of our questions that usually are just burning in our <laughs> head otherwise. <laughs> so it's super exciting. Um, we, I know you sent us a couple of um, of your books. So we have Hungry Hearts, which is the a young adult mm-hmm. romance, and then your self-help book mm-hmm. about uh, 40 ways to honor your mom after she has passed away. So um, yep. to talk about Hungry Hearts, um, and we'll, we'll get to that self-help book too, but um, let us know, what was your inspiration for writing that book? Well, I actually started writing it. Have you ever heard of the Twitter NaNoWriMo kind of like no. it's kind of like a campaign so there's a lot of writers on twitter and they do something called NaNoWriMo which is they challenge people to write at least 30,000 words in the month of November oh, wow. and so that is where I started writing this book and that was back in oh gosh I don't even know what year that was now 
I don't know. <laughs> anyway. The years are flying yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and my whole inspiration for writing that book, I guess, was I really wanted to create a book about romance where, you know, people who are in some way, oh, she has anorexia, so let's just put it that way. And she's not your average kid, but she still falls in love. She still has a romance. So I really wanted to write a story about a romance where someone was suffering from something because, you know, just because you're suffering from something, mental illness or whatever it could be, doesn't mean you're not going to fall in love. You're not a teenager. You still are a teenager. You're still going to fall in love. And I wrote it from my own perspective because I was very similar to her as a teenager. I was anorexic and it wasn't severe anorexic, just like she's not, but it was enough and it was noticeable and it was there. So that was what I wanted to write too, because I know some people write about anorexia and they really get into the deep stuff that people have to be hospitalized and stuff like that. But you know what? There's a lot of mild cases out there of girls that are doing this to themselves. And I don't feel like that's very highlighted. And in some people, kind of picked on me for that. And I'm like, you know what? You don't know how prevalent this really is among teenagers. And this is an issue. And it doesn't have to be, you know, the person is getting hospitalized. And, you know, there's mild cases of anorexia out there that are just as horrible and as awful as those really bad ones. So that was my whole goal. And I really loved the idea of mixing that with, you know, the chef, you know, he loves to cook. Yeah. And so they're like just totally opposite worlds. So those were my motivations. And Great. the NaNoWriMo got me started writing it. And then I finished it a couple of weeks later. So I wrote it pretty quickly. I wrote it in about six, seven weeks. But I write pretty quickly. Wow. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I really like the fact that you did kind of make them Brian and Al- Alondra. Is that how you say it? Well, I say Alondra, but yeah, people say different things, but Alondra is how I thought of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I thought of it, too. So I'm glad you, I think, I'm glad I got it the right <laughs> way. Um, but I really like that you did end up segueing that into she has anorexia, but then this cook comes along and it kind of like brings her almost brings her out of that because she's like, I'll eat anything that you'll cook. I thought that was a, a really amazing way to segue into uh, how to bring awareness to it, but also the fact that you can kind of get out of it, too. Yeah. Um, with, you know, the love of other people. Mm-hmm. It was really, I thought that was really, really cool. But kind of on that note of the names, was there a specific reason why you chose Alondra as the name? Was it like um, something you really liked or? No, I just liked it. And I just, I, I made it up and I just, it wasn't a name I'd ever heard of before. So I kind of liked that idea too, that it was something I'd never heard of before. So that was my main motivation for that. Yeah, it seemed very unique to me. So I was kind of curious to see if there was a reason. Right. Yeah, I, I also really love that in this book, there's a lot of characters with big personalities, which I love so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but when you were writing it, did you have a clear understanding of what you wanted all these characters' personalities to be like? Or was there any character that you struggled with? No, I, I pretty much kind of knew what... I wanted them to be, but, you know, as I was writing, their personalities did develop more and more as I was writing it. So, you know, I had, like, preliminary things that I knew I wanted to include in their characters. But, yeah, they definitely flesh out more as I'm writing a book. Um, But, yeah, I I really liked liked all the elements, and I—all elements of all the characters. They were really fun to write, and I really enjoyed it, and I— 
I don't know. It was fun. <laughs> no, I loved it. Uh, Laundra and, and Brian's relationship kind of made me a little nostalgic because he's um, he was so like just adoring of her and and she kind of found him really annoying in the beginning mm -hmm. and um it just kind of reminded me how my my husband and I's relationship started and he was he's kind he has ADHD oh. so mm -hmm. when we met we were both pretty young about um 13 yeah and he was just bouncing off the walls and <laughs> I was like wow you're you're kind of annoying and, um, but yeah as we became friends and started getting to know each other then we started dating and so it just made me like really love the relationship even more because it it just reminded me of um kind of my husband and I and how we're just like the complete opposites but we balance each other out and that's really like what their relationship is too, especially with her struggling with anorexia and mm -hmm. him being a chef, he does a really good job of um, just balancing balancing that out. So she got to a point where she wasn't feel, feeling as guilty anymore over, um, you know, anything that she ate. And I just thought that was really beautiful. Yeah, I, he, he just really was there for her and you know food kind of became a thing too because you know I don't want to spoil everything but circumstances in her life made her kind of shrink back from her family and so they like they weren't eating at the table food became weird eating became weird to her you know it was just odd and, and he helps bring that back into being normal for her to eat you know this is normal this is what you should do but I wanted to mention too the the character of Brian actually I did based on someone that I a few of the characteristics were from someone who had a crush on me in high school and he was kind of like that too like he was kind of hyper and he <laughs> he was pesty like he pestered me you know what I mean but I kind of liked it at the same time you know what I mean like it was flattering you know what I mean <laughs> right so yeah sometimes I do take little pieces of people and I put them into characters and you know it's kind of interesting when you do that and it can it gives a character um flavor for me so then it kind of helps me write them sometimes yeah well and I appreciate that you said you had a a personal um background with you know the the uh theme of this story you know you've you've had your personal struggles and um I'm sure that's uh makes it a little bit easier to write from that point of view too to be able to get into your character's head um but along that line like maybe on the lighter side of it um with Brian being the chef that he is um, what was your inspiration for that? Are you also a chef or baker or delve into that? Well, I'm not an official chef, but um, I've been cooking my entire life. And so I also am a blogger. So I also blog about recipes. So I have two cookbooks out as well. And one is called One Dish, Two Diets. And the other one is American Midwest Cooking Quiches. So I'm I'm into food in that way, being a blo food I. I blog about food and family topics and lifestyle stuff and travel and DIY, but a lot of recipes too. So that's where that comes from. So I kind of combined a lot of things of myself into this book, including the cooking part of Brian. Yeah, you, you really could have fooled me because I was reading this book and I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm really hungry <laughs> reading all these recipes that, that are in the book. It all sounded so delicious. Yeah, that's one thing people have commented on, that they really liked my descriptions of the food, you know, like <laughs> they yes. liked that. That cheesecake. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not giving things away. <laughs> so this took place in middle school, and Alondra's only 15 years old with this struggle. So what made you decide to write about the character so young? 
Well, I guess I have, I'm a mother, I have three children, so I know a lot about being teenagers and kind of the culture that they're in. And, you know, it's, it can get pretty nasty, um, especially with the social media, you know, so that was one thing that I knew I wanted to bring in. And I guess I, at her age, you know, a lot of kids in my experience are already into the social media, even as young as like 13, 14, you know what I mean? And it can be damaging to them. I mean, sometimes it's fine. Sometimes it's fun. But if anybody's getting picked on or whatever, it's, it happens. And so I wanted the book to also be realistic. And to me, from what I've seen with my boys, you know, nasty stuff like can happen on social media. And that is a fact of life, unfortunately. Fortunately, for sure. Mm -hmm. I also really loved Alondra and Becca's relationship. I feel like oftentimes in um, young adult books, the character will have friends, but they still want to keep things from their friends. Um, and that's just kind of how they're written. But I love that you um, wrote their characters in a way where they were so open with each other and they wanted to tell each other everything. And was that something that... Um, you had like a personal inspiration from writing them to be that close and so open with each other? Yeah, I had a friend that I was super close with starting around middle school and she and I had gone through some hard things and it just really bonded us and we were just really there for each other. And so I guess I kind of based it on that. I mean, we're still, her and I are still friends today. So um, we had a really solid relationship. So we, we told each other pretty much everything. So yeah, I got that. That was pretty much my my motivation to write their relationship. Love that. Also, well, if this gives too much away for the book, you don't have to answer this question, but I was genuinely curious. Uh, how come you wrote Hunter as not getting a second chance, even though he seemed very, very apologetic? <laughs> well, I guess I can answer that a little bit here. Um, I have already written the second book that goes in. This is a, a trilogy and I've written the second book. And so that particular situation does get addressed in the next book. So, Ooh, um, more to come. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, you know what? I got I to gotta take a step back. I, I'm forgetting my order of things. In the third one, that happens, not in the second one. So that situation does eventually get addressed. Because, um, yeah, some people were like, oh, they were like, you know, <laughs> he deserves another chance. So that's actually, I, I messed that up. That's in the third that issue. Okay. <laughs> So you did mention that you wrote a second book. So I'm curious, do we pick up kind of where we left off from the first book or do we jump ahead a little bit? Or where is the first book? It, it does jump ahead just a little bit. But um, the what, what happens is a, another couple within their group, people within their group and new people brought in, This the, the love story ends up being not about... Alondra and Brian, but another set of people. And they're still in the book, but it shifts. So, yeah, so they, they go, they have a, quite the adventure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very exciting. So is this the first uh, novel that you've written or um, have you, I don't know, how long have you been <laughs> in the writing world? Um, well, I've, I've started writing when I was a young child. I was one of those kids that would grab a notebook and like, you know, land longhand write out a story with a pen and paper and I, I continued to write through 
high school. I did a lot of poetry. And then I did start writing a book in my 20s. And then I kind of just stopped. And I had gone to college and I was working and having children. And so it really got on hold until my youngest ended up going to kindergarten. And then I really started to write. I started to started the blog and I started writing and I wrote another book. And then I wrote this book and I've written multiple books after. And I guess, I don't know, it's it's really fun for me to write all different areas and different genres. Um, more of my books are probably in the works. It, it's Swoon, Swoon Romance, who is a publisher, really kind of struggled, as a lot of small publishers did during COVID. But they hung in there, so they're still there. And they did not fold, and so some of the books, including mine, are going to be on the Dream app in the coming weeks, and they're going to be publishing three to four more titles in 2023, but I don't have any dates for mine yet. But hopefully well, there will be more coming, and, you know, other publishers, I'm, I'm, I'm submitting to other publishers as well. So I've written, I don't even know how many books I've written. I've written quite a few. Oh, do you normally write romance or is there other kind of genres that you write? I pretty much write romance. I did write a um, middle school fantasy book as well. Otherwise, mostly it's been some type of romance. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you have any um, authors that inspire your writing or just that you have an affinity towards? Oh, gosh, I love reading all across all different genres. I mean, I just cannot just pick one. I it's really hard for me to pick one. <laughs> I mean, I'll read anything from horror all the way to, you know, sweet romance to nonfiction. I don't know. It's hard for me to pick just one. <laughs> There's so many good I things out that. there, you know? <laughs> oh, yes. That's what we love. Um, so you have some dedications in the book. Um, I was just wondering, so you you also mentioned that you um your your kids are around this age as well. Do they um are they like a big support in your writing? I don't know if they're really a support, but they're definitely an influence. I mean, they are boys, but um they're definitely an influence. <laughs> so, you know, the other thing that was really fun for me is when I was writing the fantasy book, my this was a few years ago and my son was doing some of the things that that I wrote about the book about and so he was like my consultant and like and it was really fun to consult him and be like and he actually did some reading of it and he's like yeah yeah and you know it was really fun to work with him in that way so I do think that being a mom definitely influences my writing in that way for sure yeah. Well, um, there is also your self-help book, which is um, The 40 Ways to Honor Your Mom After She Has Passed Away. So um, I guess, um, what was your inspiration for writing that self-help book? Well, originally it started as a blog post on my blog, and it's ex always been extraordinarily popular. I get, you know, thousands and thousands of hits on it, especially coming up to Mother's Day. And so I thought, well, you know, I would like to kind of expand this article because it was just a post and turn it into a little self-help book. And so I added in some more things and published it. And just to like reach more people, um, my inspiration for it really was, you know, coming up to Mother's Day, there's so much positive things. But when you don't have your mom to share that with, 
buy things for, even seeing things like, you know, advertisements for gifts and whatnot is kind of painful because you don't have your mom there to buy that for. And so I really wanted to find a way to celebrate my mom instead of having to be so focused on sadness and she's gone and she's not here. So I found ways of celebrating her instead. And I got so many emails, too, from people that found my article so helpful. They're like, what can we do? What are some positive things we can do instead of just being sad and depressed? What's something we could do to actually honor and celebrate the memory of our mom? And so many people would email me and say that my ideas really helped them. And so I just wanted to put it out into the world to reach potentially more people that are suffering. Yeah. Well, and I'm sh- there's a lot of people who are suffering. And so as evident from you saying there's so many hits on it, <laughs> you know, so mm-hmm. often, so, yeah. Um, yeah, very inspiring. And I'm sure a, a great outlet, too, for what you've experienced. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I, I love it when I get a, a email or something or someone says, oh, this 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 really helped me. I had a grandma once who emailed me and she was just didn't know what to do for her granddaughter and my store or my article really helped her. And I just was an amazing feeling to know that I was helping, especially a child because I was 16 when I lost my mom. So I knew exactly what she was going through. So I was so happy that my ideas helped. That's amazing. It seems like you've helped so many people Um, which is truly amazing because there are so many people suffering from this exact thing. But so because of the inspiration, did it take you a long time to write it? Or are you continually writing in the blog? Or is it just the book? Well, I wrote the blog post several years ago. And it's always just been really popular, especially like on Pinterest. I get a lot of hits through Pinterest from this book. And or from that post. And so then I decided, yeah, I'm just going to expand it, add some more ideas that I had that would help. And then I just made it a little bit longer. It's a pretty short book, but it's kind of, you kind of need it to be short for that kind of thing. You know, it's, it's, you need something quick. What can I do? What kind of ideas, you know, something you can read quick and get ideas from or refer to. I think it works as a small book, honestly. So we would love to like hear more about what you're going to be doing. Um, and so are you on social media? Where where can we follow you? Yeah, I am on social media. Um, my website is juliehoagwriter.com. And my Instagram is, this isn't very convenient for me, but I, it's J-A-H-O-A-G-15. So jahoag15. I made it before I was, <laughs> before I was writing this book. I wish I would have made it as my name. Um, on Facebook, I am Julie Hoag Writer. And Twitter, Julie Ann Hoag. And Pinterest, um, D and J Hogue. So, you know, Hogue is in there in most places. But yeah, that's where I am across the internet. And I also just started a podcast myself, uh, Vegetarians and Meat Lovers Split Table Recipes. So I just started that in, I think, December. Wonderful. That's pretty new. That's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it's a recipe uh, podcast. Yeah. Okay. Cooking. Well, gonna have to tune into that. Is that on on the social media as well, or is that, can we listen to that on Spotify, Apple? Yeah, it's on all the different podcast apps, Spotify and Apple, and just like pretty much all across the board, wherever you can find podcasts, yeah. 
Great. That's yeah, and awesome. I just had a, a chef on there, so I'm going to have another chef coming up soon. So it's fun. I'm interviewing chefs and sharing recipes and talking about cooking. I mean, what could be better than that? <laughs> I don't know. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> All right. And if people wanted to pick up a copy of Hungry Hearts, where could they find it? It's pretty much all over. It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Noble. I believe it's on Walmart. Um, a lot of the, a lot of online sellers. And then pretty soon is it going to be available on the Dream app? Because Swoon, Swoon Romance, I can't talk, is joining with them. And that's a, um, a subscription reading app. So then people just pay a flat rate and they can read as many books as they want. So that's something that's in the works that will be coming in the next coming weeks where um, they'll have their books and my book on that app. Great. And is that the same for the 40 ways to honor your mom after she passed away? Nope. That one is with a separate, separate publisher. So. Sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you, Julie, so much for joining us. Is there anything else you would like our listeners to know about, about you, about your books? <laughs> oh, I guess we covered it. I, I've mentioned them all and where I am and come find me and chat with me. I, I love to interact with people. So, um, comment and I will definitely comment back. Absolutely. And if anybody has any questions for Julie, uh, obviously you can reach out directly to her or if you do happen to reach out to us, we'll make sure it gets passed along. So um, yeah, thank you very much uh, again, Julie, for joining us. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Yeah, thank yes, you. Thank you. We love we love talking with you and um, hopefully we can have you on again for future books. We, you know, we love hearing about our being like Jasmine said, all the things that are in our head while we're reading and we when we have the author right in front of us, it's just great to be able to like get answers to those questions. So we really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for having me. This was really fun. I enjoyed it a lot. All right. Well you have a great night and we'll talk soon. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Books Between Sisters. If you are a book lover and enjoyed our discussion, we'd love to hear more from you. Please feel free to follow us on Twitter or Instagram or both at BBS underscore pod. You can also send us book suggestions or questions at booksbetweensisterspod at gmail.com. Or if you'd like, you can find us on ko-fi.com forward slash BBS podcast if you want us to buy us any coffee, books, or just donations of any kind.